Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing, all you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's Bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. We're kicking the show off with some listener drama, and it's actually a dad who is emailing for his daughter. She has this dream to have a career in New York City, and she's going to do interviews, but her boyfriend said if she's going, she's coming back to an empty house because they live in California. So the question is, you're with a guy, you have a dream, you want to go out to New York City, and pursue that dream. He lives in California. And he actually says to you, hey, if you do this, then you're coming back to an empty house. <sighs> I mean, that is... Talk about dramatic, for one. I understand if you want her to stay in California, but I think that might be a little harsh way of, of going about it. A little bit. Yeah. All right. So the email reads, hey, Burt Show, longtime listener here. I'm emailing you in hopes that you and your listeners can help me answer my daughter's questions. She's been dating this guy for over six years. They live in San Francisco, and for their age, they're pretty successful. However, her dream has been to live and work in New York City since she was a teenager. She's asked him to move there and try it out for a year, and if they don't like it, they can move back. Finding a job is not an issue. He works remotely, but he refuses because he doesn't want to leave his friends and family behind, which I understand. The issue is that she has four job interviews scheduled for the first week of October and is set to fly out. But he told her that if she does interview, she will come home to an empty house, which we don't believe is fair. But I do understand that he's hurt that she was applying behind his back. Oh, she was applying behind his back. Okay, that changes mm. things a little bit. The, the plot has started to thicken. Absolutely. She's afraid that if she does interview, no matter the outcome, she will come home to an empty house and lose him. And there's still a possibility she will not get the job. Would the women listening to the show go interview or would you plant your roots in San Fran? I forgot to mention that all her friends have left, which I believe is what motivated her to apply, and we, her family, all live in Arizona. Thank you for your input, Anonymous Dad. Okay, mm. so we got a little more detail here. Um, and, like, if roles were reversed and he went behind her back and applied and, and, you know, went out to, was going out to do these interviews, that I think we would have her back, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't want the the gender roles to skew our to, to skew our take. We appreciate that. Yeah, pizza rolls, yeah. not gender rolls. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag yes, all pizza rolls. Um, so, Abby, mm -hmm. your boyfriend says this to you. Yes. Honestly, the fact that she did it behind his back really doesn't change things for me. And it wouldn't change things for me for him, too. She's a grown adult. They don't have any kind of legal commitment to each other. And really, they could both of them could walk at any point. I think he's being incredibly childish by saying that 
you're going to come home to an empty house. Like, have you seen the real estate market? Like, how? how <laughs> Especially like how in San Francisco. The cost right? of living there is through the roof. How stubborn do you have to be to go out and find a new apartment just because your girlfriend wanted to do some job interviews? I think the hard truth, and I've, I said this yesterday, when you're in your 20s or when you haven't established your life, life yet, you have to not only find a partner that you're compatible with, but also find a partner that wants the same life as you. And they may just not want the same life, which is easier said than done to just say like, we'll break up. But I think she should go do the job interviews. I right, so Mo, your girlfriend does this, does like sets up the job interviews behind your back. She wants to go apply in New York. And I mean, that is, you don't really get further across country Absolutely. than that. Um, how would you react? I would be hurt. I understand where he's coming from simply because, I, I mean, I believe that in a relationship we should be upfront with each other about anything that's life-changing. That's a big deal. That's just not something small. And it would send a clear message to me that you are more concerned about yourself than us. And you doesn't care what I feel or believe, which is fine. That's okay. But it would tell me something. Now, if I'm him, I'm not giving her an ultimatum. I think that's where he went wrong. I, I think if you're that hurt to the point where... She did something to where you're telling her if you do it, you would leave. You should just leave. Yeah. I don't think mm. you should tell her like that. If you do this, it will happen. You just do it and you allow her to live her life because she clearly is more concerned about her than the us factor. I think after six years, it's very hard to face this truth. But you're going behind his back to do things. And it's a dream you've had since you were a teenager, which tells you it's important to you. And then he, like Mo said, is offering ultimatums. I think that you know in your heart the relationship has already started to degrade. Um, because if you are happy in a relationship, you don't do this kind of thing and go behind backs and you don't offer ultimatums. So I think you really have to look yourself in the mirror and say, what do I want out of my life? But not only that, look at yourself in 20 years and say, will I regret not going to New York? And if the answer is yes, you have your answer. I think sometimes we stay in relationships when we have a good, we, what we see as a good partner or we've been there a long time because it makes sense on paper and people are always trying to make relationships work. Whereas Abby said sometimes like your lives just don't align and he can be a great guy, just not a great guy for you. So I would honestly, I would go to New York. I would move. I would live the life that I want and find someone who can fit into it and who I fit into their life. And it doesn't mean you're a failure or that you hate your your boyfriend. And it's sad. Something's come to an end. But if I were her, in retrospect, with the knowledge I have now at this age, that is what I would do. But you got to be prepared. You go out there and interview and you don't get any of the jobs. You're still in San Francisco you know, if he doesn't want to be with you, then now you're just going to have to forge your own way in San Francisco on your own. Actually, I would just move to New York. Without a job? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have some savings, obviously New York's expensive. But if you want to live in New York, you want to live in New York. There are plenty of jobs in New York. You may not get the one you want right out the gate. There's a way to make your living and then work your way into the job you want. So if you want that NYC life, move. I, it's so scary. But the one piece of advice I give to people younger than me is take the risk. Take the risk while you can, while you're untethered, take the leap of faith because your life is going to be so much better for it. And if it doesn't, you have family in Arizona. Go stay with mom and dad. The Burt Show. We have mascara alerts on the show. We also give kid warnings. I'm going to start instituting something new. Mm. And that's called the cringe alert. <laughs> because what we are about to listen to is so cringeworthy. And afterwards, Mo, so you sent this... Um, you sent this audio of a date gone awry, okay? Mm -hmm. And I felt for her, but now after I've like settled in it, 
I kind of feel bad for him. Really? I actually do. So go ahead and explain what's happening on the date. Well, I'm very interested in this now because I figured the ladies would be uh, fired up to have an opinion on this as soon as I saw it. It went viral, and it's a video of a woman sitting at uh, what looks appears to be like the booth of a restaurant, and she's sitting across from a man, and the check... I guess it's now been put on the table and he's reading the check and he has a lot of questions about what's on the check and the price of the check. And so she's recording him, but he doesn't realize he's being recorded. And you kind of can just see her and her reactions to all of the things that he is saying. And here's what he is saying once the check was delivered. The date was going well, but then this happened. How much this comes up? Do you mind? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I mind too much. Yeah, it's quite expensive. Um, so the menu, in it? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to afford it. Is there a possibility that? I mean, she can go and I'll wash the dishes at the back. Uh, I have to ask my manager for it. I'm not sure about it. Because I'll pay for, I can pay for some of it on my card, but I don't know if I can pay for the rest. So if you're having a hard time because of the, you know, um, ambient noise of the restaurant, mm -hmm. he gets the check. It's like 90 something dollars, right? And you have the food, you have the drinks, you have a service charge, taxes, etc. And he can't afford it. So he's talking to the server and he's like, you know, I can put some of this on my credit card, but I can't pay for all of it. Um, I, she can leave and I'll wash dishes. Like he's willing to exchange, you know, some work to cover the rest of the bill. And, you know, she's just sitting there and you just see her face. So, of course, people are railing on the guy because why would you go to a restaurant you can't afford, et cetera. But after it settled with me mm -hmm. and I really started thinking about it, I think that's really really crappy that she put him on blast like that because he was like she can leave I'll go back like I'm assuming this is an awkward situation for him I can't see his face or his body language because she only has the camera pointing at him but it's not like he's trying to like you know dine and dash or something like that um should he have thought ahead to prevent this situation should he have gone to you know not as nice a restaurant yeah sure but for her to film like it's one thing to film it but then to put it on the internet for everybody to make fun of this guy because he can't afford the dinner i actually feel bad for him i see where you're coming from i do i, I do think it's cringe that she recorded it and like put his situation on blast like that but she didn't show his face she yes. didn't give his name Correct. i do appreciate that she did that but it's hard for me and I, and I also appreciate the fact that he was actually willing to go back there and really do dishes for it but you can't, you can't take a lady out if you can't afford to take her out. That, I, I'm not going to disagree with you there either. That, that's the only thing I had an issue with. I mean, there's nothing wrong with can we go get some coffee. If that's the situation you're, you're in, there yeah. is nothing wrong with that. But to say that you're going to take her to a really nice restaurant and you know you can't afford it, you know that's mm -hmm. not their situation. 
I think you got to take what comes with that. Yeah, there's nothing sexy about doing dishes. But I was... Oh, con- I beg to differ. Once you're married, there's a lot of sexy no. about doing dishes. <laughs> you roll them sleeves so, up? <laughs> number one thing that will get you laid. Before the ring, though. Yes. But I was confused because when I was listening to the audio, it sounded to me at first, and this is why I gasped, that he was saying, can she go do dishes in the back? And I was like, the audacity. No. But I, I do feel bad for this guy, especially for her to pull out her phone and record. It, what I would have done is pulled out my phone and said, I got it. Pull out my Apple Pay. Thank Be- you. I, I think that would show, A, you're an, you're willing to be an equal partner, but B, like you're really going to make this guy go do the dishes in the back when maybe he didn't anticipate it to be this much. Maybe he thought, oh, I can afford 50 or $70, but then once it got up to that 90 it's like, ugh. We're really pushing it here. Or a charge hit his credit card he wasn't expecting. Like, there are a number of things that could... He might be a little dumb. She's an a-hole. Mm-hmm. She is the, I mean, the biggest a-hole on the planet. I'm livid at her. One, for filming, because that's embarrassing th- in the first place. But then for not offering to pitch in. Like, what an entitled waste of Earth's resources. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> now, would it change you guys' opinion if... Are you shocked that we have the dudes back I'm on very this? very shocked, actually. <laughs> Really? I am a little shocked. Would it... Would it change anything if now her recording is wrong, but if she felt like he put me in this position on purpose, on purpose or or just out of lack of preparation. So I'm going to film it because it's funny. But then after she put her phone away, she actually did help. Would Mm. it change your opinion at all? Not really, because I I think Mm. I'm just of the mentality where I hate people who film other people for it, like in public in any capacity to make fun of them. I just think I think it's gross. I think like you're looking at a man like even if it was on purpose or even if she did end up paying, that doesn't give you a right to exploit someone basically in perpetuity forever because the video is going to be on the Internet forever. That's fair. Yeah. um, If she was going to film that then she should have filmed herself offering to pay. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think that that she didn't. Like, she bounced and she he, he went into dishes. Now, there is a distinct possibility that he knew going into this, and this is like, like a scam tactic of his, and he takes women on dates to restaurants he can't afford, and he pulls this stunt, and he knows they'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, like, listening to him, I feel like, He's not that smart. <laughs> Bless his heart. Bless his heart. I am sincerely shocked. Wow. Yeah. Okay. How about that, Mom? How about that? Does that start your day off a little better? It does, actually. <laughs> the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Britney Spears got a welfare check after she posted that video of her dancing with knives. So she ended up taking it down, but TMZ's reporting that somebody from the LAPD Mental Evaluation Unit made the call and then a bunch of deputies showed up to just check in on her. So her security team was like, she's fine. Britney didn't want to talk to them. So they ended up getting dismissed. And then Brittany ended up posting another video about six hours ago where she's like, y'all, I'm fine. These knives are fake. I rented them from a prop house in LA. Y'all got nothing to worry about. But people are still kind of freaking out because she was spotted um, in the video with a bandage on her arm, a cut on her thigh. And so people think she's actually in danger and may actually hurt herself with these, ni- hurt herself with these knives, even if they're fake. Yeah. And the other thing too is you post something like that, 
you're, pe- people are going to comment and people are going to react. So if you don't want a wellness check done on you, don't post the video of you playing with knives. But it's, it's Halloween. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's still September. <laughs> October 1st, you're allowed to go all Mike Myers on your on your Instagram page. She's okay? a little early. <laughs> okay, so since it is a little early on Friday, I thought we could have a little fun game that we started yesterday, but we didn't get to all of them. Dumois posted a lot of very cringy, so this is a cringe alert, moments that people have experienced with celebs, whether it's something they did to a celeb or something a celeb did to them. So let's play What Would You Rather? Awkward Celeb Interaction Edition. Okay, we got two options here and you have to choose between the two. The first one says, I saw Kendall Jenner at a cafe and I took a picture. Then her security tracked me down until I deleted it. Or... Johnny Depp told me he was an impersonator and he was filming in that city at the time, so it was um, definitely him. The interaction I would rather have Mm -hmm. with Johnny Depp. Same. I don't want somebody telling me what to do with my phone, but granted, shouldn't have been taking a picture of somebody anyway. Exactly. I don't want to be the person taking a picture of somebody who didn't give me permission to. Exactly. Oh, give me the, the photo one. You're in a public place. You consent to being photographed. That's but you just said you don't like when people film other people. I don't, but I don't like when people tell me what to do even more. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, touch me. Try and take my phone. I will be rich once I sue you. (laughs) For me, I think the Johnny Depp one would actually be really funny because technically he is an impersonator. I feel like that's another word for actor. Because he also, I mean, he's been spotted at Disney impersonating, um, you know, Jack Sparrow. So I feel like it'd be kind of an iconic moment. He's actually done that? Yes. They replaced his animatronic and they just put him in there. I mean, he hasn't done this in literally years, but he used to back in the day. It was really cool. That's why. Okay, your next options are um, I broke Anderson Cooper's Blackberry when he stopped to take a photo with me or I once walked in on Steve Martin changing on set. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the interaction with Anderson Cooper. I don't need to be seeing anybody in any state of uh, undress and no offense, Steve Martin would be at the top of my list if somebody I'd want to see in the state of undress. <laughs> I would take the Steve Martin interaction because I feel like in that case, he would be more embarrassed. Whereas in the first one, I would be more embarrassed. I'm going Steve Martin, too, because then I'd be like, well, do I now have to pay for everything Anderson Cooper has lost on his phone? I don't know what important files he's got on there, what text messages he needs to get back. That's just that seems like that's not a one and done situation. I feel like I walk in, I see Steve, I gasp and then I walk out and then it's done. Okay. The next one. I worked on Don't Worry Darling and I tripped over a wire on set and completely ate it in front of Harry Styles. Ouch. Or I had to decline Keith Urban's credit card because his security number was unreadable. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you look a millionaire in the face and be like, I'm sorry, you can't get these shoes. I know this is pay less, but. (laughs) I would enjoy that. I'm taking that one. Yeah, I'm taking that one too. There's no way I want to eat it in front of Harry Styles. Uh -uh, But then he rushes to help you. And then you look deep into his eyes and he's like, let me bandage your wound. And then you're married. (laughs) Clearly that didn't happen. He probably just giggled from afar and was like, ha! Loser. Okay, next one. Oh, this one one might be the worst. I met Alan Rickman at the doctor's while holding my own urine sample. Or (laughs) at a concert, I was standing next to Katherine Heigl and she was so drunk she slammed her head into me. Oh, wow. Um, Going back to what Cassie said earlier, give me the second one because I'm suing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 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 Gotta get a check. Yes. Man, I mean, I'm all about like the 
bodily fluid humor. So I, I think it would be hilarious to tell somebody I met a celebrity while holding my own urine. For me, I'm going Katherine Heigl because I probably have good seats if I'm standing at the, next to Katherine <laughs> Heigl. I, I like your logic. <laughs> okay, last one. Nikki Hilton stole my table on New Year's Eve, but I paid for it. Or I hooked up with Davin, Gavin DeGraw and he asked for ass pics so he could remember what I looked like. <laughs> oh, first one. Um... I want to have a booming ass, so I'm going to do the second one. I'm not sending them, but... I'm not mad at you. <laughs> Lizzo just made another key move on her har- harassment case. Will it end up getting thrown out? More on your next Evos on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. A Philadelphia Phillies fan brought his emotional support alligator to the game. Huh? Exactly. You're at a baseball game, and you see a man roll up with an alligator. Wow. Like... I understand the importance of support pets, but I feel like a support alligator you can have, but you can't bring them out in public. No, that, yeah, that should be illegal. I, I, and I know that's where most support animals are the most beneficial is, mm-hmm. you know, in public, on planes, etc. But it's an alligator, man. Here's the story. <laughs> we know this could be a wild time. The playoffs is exciting for fans. You know, the tickets are already sold out for the wild card games. And fans are already bringing in unusual guests. Take a look here. A guest you would expect to see in Florida, but right here in Philly, Wally the alligator, his owner, is going viral after trying to bring the alligator into the game last night. Its owner says Wally is an emotional support alligator. Pets are allowed into some games at the stadium. But Wally was, of course, not. Like, you have to know. You show. And like, and this could be just a stunt. I mean, it very well could just be stunt. This was a five-foot alligator. Wow. <laughs> this was not like a tiny. And walking him on a leash. Yeah, a, a leash. A leash with a five-foot alligator. I think y'all are being very insensitive. The mm-hmm. Phillies are ranked 23rd this year. He really might need that alligator. <laughs> That's a fact. Don't you have to get it registered to, in order for your animal to be a support animal? Um, there are special qualifications, yes, especially if you're going to be on a on a flight. If you're going to take the animal on a plane, yes, that you have to have special qualifications. So now that he has them, he can take his gator on a plane? No, no, I no, okay. no, yeah, no. <laughs> now, I know this was a Phillies game, but what if it's Abby's Florida Gators and it's a football game? Do they let him in? No, that's probably well, everyday they have thing like, in Florida. They have like bark at the park. Maybe they have like chomping the swamp. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and then we were just talking earlier, um, if you missed it, um, Sh- Mo shared a story about a guy who was on a date, check comes, he can't pay, so his date films him and he doesn't know it, uh, and he's asking to go wash dishes because he can't afford the date, right? Um, and Cassie had mentioned that you hate when people are being filmed without their consent and then it's used against them to make fun of them or call them out, etc., right? And the first thing that popped in my head is those videos on planes when people are having freakouts because those have mm-hmm. become very popular mm-hmm. and go viral super fast. And I, I mean, I watch them, okay? So I'm guilty of it. But while I'm watching it, there's always this um, ick factor of you, these people are wrong as far as how they're lashing out and acting, especially to those who are trying to serve them and take care of them. Like the, the behavior is unacceptable. And I don't want to say but because that negates everything I just said. The behavior is unacceptable. However, however, filming it and exploiting it, you're filming somebody at their lowest point. Like something mm. has happened, something has snapped, and they're obviously, something's, something's going wrong, right? Well, the FDA 
has just released um, why you should not record those freakouts. Because now, whenever something happens on a plane, every like you notice in the video, everybody has their phone out because mm. everybody's filming it because everybody wants their video to go viral. So a safety rep for the Federal Aviation Administration says these there are four reasons why you should not record these. One, it could escalate things if the passenger is already fired up and they see you with a phone recording. They're going to respond poorly. Two, it could put you or other passengers at risk. The passenger you're recording could lunge at you or try to get the phone away from you. Three, it could get in the way of the crew doing their job. The flight attendant is trying to tend to a passenger is having an issue. People whipping out their phones could get in their way or could distract them from doing their job. And then four, which I didn't realize because these are so prevalent all over social media, it could be against airline policy. Some airlines prohibit the recording of other passengers. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Which, I mean, makes sense. But if that's the case, then all of those videos would be illegal. I'm so glad majority of them. Yeah. I'm so glad they're out there. I don't know if it would be illegal so much as a violation of terms of service. Okay, gotcha. Because mm. it's still... Te- I don't, I'm not sure. I know with like buses and stuff, that's considered public. Public They're government owned, but planes are privately owned by the companies. So I don't know if they're considered public transport in that way or if they're, but it would just be like violating the company's rules. So while not illegal and you're not going to get arrested for it, you could be banned from that airline for life. Now, if TSA came out and was like, it's a security risk to film on planes. Well, then, mm. then it's illegal. But you're right. It's someone's lowest point. But also I've seen, I feel like I've seen circumstances where people are filming and they're not helping, not in the freak out uh, ones, but yeah. where people need help because mm-hmm. um, they're so busy filming. So I get it. Like I, I'm, I know I don't like being people filming in public, but if you are doing it to document like something or for your safety with an interaction, yes, that I understand. But it does seem like everyone is just about being in the audience and watching trauma unfold rather than trying to help be part of the solution. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP and you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging so you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout that's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com this exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount Code Abby. The Burt Show. All right, if your partner refuses to give you the passcode to their phone, is that a huge red flag? So this email's a little bit confusing because they don't want us to be biased as to which person in the relationship is withholding the passcode. Mm. So they want to keep the men fair. They want to keep the women fair. So we're taking 
all of that out of the equation. Um, Abby's got the email. My boyfriend and I are in a huge fight about something we disagree on, and it's really blown up. I told him I was going to ask you what you all think and help us figure it out because both of us are convinced that the other one is wrong. He told me not to tell you which one of us thinks a certain way, so as not to create any bias. I'm not mad at that. I know, right? <laughs> so one of us, partner A, needed to borrow partner B's phone for a second. The screen was locked, so partner A asked for the passcode to unlock partner B's phone. Partner B took the phone back to enter the passcode themselves and handed it back to partner A. That caused a debate as to why partner A couldn't know the passcode to partner B's phone. Partner B says there's no reason for partner A to have access to the phone. However, partner B knows the passcode to partner A's phone. It further it was further pointed out that partner B knows the passcodes or codes for nearly all of partner A's things. Partner B says it doesn't matter. It's partner A's choice. But that doesn't mean partner B is required to also be so open about their passwords and passcodes. Partner A swears they trust partner B and isn't wanting passwords to check on anything. It's just the principle of it. So we would like to know. How much access should each person in a relationship be given to the other's digital world? Do you know your significant other's phone's passcode? Do they know yours? What about social media? Email? Computer logins? Does the level of access change if you are married? Engaged? Hmm. So in my circumstance, my husband and I have been married six together for 17. Um, We have all of our stuff. Like, he knows my passcode to my phone. I know his. He knows how to log into my computer. I can log into his. We can log into each other's email accounts. Like, we have access to everything. And that's not, honestly, for a snooping um, purpose. It's because I forget to tell him things and he has to read it on his own in my email. <laughs> um, that, that's that's an issue on my part that I need to be better at communicating what the hell's going on. Uh, Mo, would you be mad? Would I be mad? Because you're your partner A here, where you okay. want the passcode, uh-huh. but they're not they're not willing to give it up. No, I wouldn't be mad. No, no. I, I've always kind of felt like um, in relationships, I think some a lot of people believe that you lose your individuality and that you don't have any. Um, freedom to have privacy Mm -hmm. and I've never been of that cloth now if it was a situation where I was insecure about something and needed to see something and you didn't want to show me then that would be different but if you just feel like you are entitled to your privacy and you don't want to give me something that for me is completely fine I don't have my significant other's passwords I don't want it I don't care to I trust her and it's that's that that's simple for me so for me no so you wouldn't got mad if they like grabbed the phone back, put the code in, and then handed it back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me that wouldn't bother me either. The only problem I have with this email is the fact that the other partner knows all the codes and passcodes to their phones and and their email. To me, I wonder why. Like, did you vo- just give them like a, a binder of all your <laughs> passcodes and that was on you, or were they demanding of it? And is it a controlling situation? That's fair. So that's the only thing that raised a red flag for me. Other than that, like if I had a boyfriend that didn't want to give me his passcode, that's fine. Um, But I will say it's a huge turn on if you do give me your passcode. (laughs) Well, in the email, it says it is partner A's choice to be open about the passwords and the passcode. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't seem like partner B wanted it. It's like for what like that instance happened Mm -hmm. and partner A gave partner B the passcode and it was like whatever. Now they know it. Um, So... Yeah, I can't. 
I'm going to talk out both sides of my mouth because I know if Bart did that, mm-hmm. I would be mad. If you asked for it yeah. specifically, yeah. he didn't give it to you. He didn't give it to me. You guys are married, though, and I do think that changes things because my parents have each other's passcodes because they're like, we live together. Why would we keep anything from each other? Especially because like they share electronics and like if he, she, if he needs to get into her phone. But I do think it's different when you're dating. Like I, I think you don't, you don't have that level of... Um, technological intimacy. <laughs> yeah, but once you're using um, once you're using titles, right? So they are boyfriend, they are girlfriend. And my husband and I were boyfriend, girlfriend for 11 years. Um, 10, fiancés for one year. And I asked him and he wouldn't give it to me. I'll still be mad. But you've already like established that you're open in that way digitally with each other. I think if it were like maybe he had set that precedent early on, like what if you had been dating for like two years and you're like, can I have your passcode? And he's like, no, that's, my phone's private. That's just kind of, it's for me. I'll show you whatever you want, but mm. you know, that that's my life and it feels like it insight into my soul. That's how I see it, which is sad. Like my phone's an insight into my soul, but like, that's what it is. If it had been established out the gate. No, I'd be mad. You you would? Yeah. Tell, even two years in, if you're not going to get, well, that's because I come with baggage because so many guys have cheated on me. Uh. So that's where like, that's why my perspective gets skewed because I, I, I came into the relationship with major drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I can own that. Yeah. So there's that. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Lizzo is asking the court to toss out her, quote, ridiculous harassment lawsuit. So if you haven't seen this yet, some of Lizzo's former backup dancers are, are alleging that she had a hostile work environment. They're alleging sexual harassment. And Lizzo and her legal team just filed uh, something on Wednesday that denies all the allegations and is also asking for it to be dim- dismissed, quote, in its entirety with prejudice. But if it's not dismissed, Lizzo wants a trial by jury to prove that all of this is not actually happening. So it looks like she's ready to fight, but also wants this gone, which I don't blame her if it's not true. Yeah, the first one, I understand you want to dismiss it. If it's not going to dismiss, going to get dismissed and you're going to fight it with every ounce of your being. I do hope that if they end up having a court case, I hope it turns into like, I mean, I don't hope for this, but I do hope that it's it gets enough press coverage to where we can watch it like the Depp and Heard case mm. and let there be a documentary about it. Like, I want all the details. I want to know what really happened. Like, why do these girls have such beef with Lizzo if it's not true? Yeah. I want I want everything listed out. Okay, now on to some more petty drama. So the next, the first episode of the fourth season of the Kardashians Hulu series just came out and Courtney is big mad in I it. didn't think it was petty. I thought this was intense. Well, I mean, I know sister relationships are complicated at times, but like this was just downright dirty and mean and hateful. Petty compared to sexual harassment. So oh, that I agree 100%, Pet- Abby. Yes. Pet- pettier, but maybe not necessarily petty because yes. you're right. Like when it comes to your family and you're having a big brawl, it's not petty because uh, she was definitely slinging some big words. They've always had beef because didn't yeah. Cor- uh, Kim at one point say that Courtney was the least interesting to look at or something? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is decades of sister drama coming out into one little fight. Like, like I said, I, I I don't have a sister. I have a brother, but I know sister relationships. Like for me on the outside looking in can seem intense, but for sisters, they're like, oh no, this is just a Wednesday. We'll be best friends tomorrow. But Cassie, you have a sister. Is, is this typical or is this extreme? Uh, this is extreme. Okay. At least between me and my sister, when we've had some blowout fights and yeah, that happens. And then it's it takes a while to come back around, honestly, because there are egos there and family dynamics. But this one was like just to be like 
calling someone a narcissist, I hate you, like literally I hate you, I'm happy when I'm away from you, those are pretty big a- accusations. Like you might attack your sister's character, so maybe a narcissist, but the other stuff is like, there's just a line you don't cross. Like even when you're in a full out mm-hmm. fight and if you do, it really damages the relationship and takes a while to come back around. Because I know they've gotten in a physical fight before. Yeah. Oh, that that is that is definitely like five minutes later, we're best friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was about to say, I'm like, well, then th- this looks like nothing compared to a physical fight. But I mean, it's hard because you look at the Kardashians and you hear the word narcissist attached to it and you're like, well, maybe there's some truth there. But also like, it also just seems like it's a, a series of hurt that um, a series of hurts that Courtney is using and attaching this word to because as someone who has like a podcast all about like breakups mm-hmm. and stuff, people throw around the word narcissist a lot. Yeah, they do. And um, it, I think sometimes it's a word that they just attach on when they feel... Like Courtney said, like I, it was my wedding. I wanted to be the center of attention. And I felt like you couldn't give me that. Mm-hmm. But speaking of the Kardashians, we also had a conversation yesterday about Chris blocking her boyfriend, Corey, from potentially being a star in Yellowstone. And it started a little conversation that nobody really had the answer to except for me about what TV show you would love to be in if you were able to. Yes. And I said Bridgerton because who wouldn't want to be in Bridgerton? Wear those fun outfits. But have y'all thought it over yet? Okay, so I have. And I... This, the show was actually brought up, and I was trying to think of something different instead of go- going back to that show, but, and I've just re-watched House of Dragon, mm-hmm. and it's it's going to be House of Dragon because I want to see what a dragon looks like up, up close and personal. Oh, it's probably CGI. I know it is. I'm kidding. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I know she knows they're not real, but I mean, I wonder if she thinks it's like a horse with a dragon hat. <laughs> All right, Mo, did you ever figure out what show you want to be an extra on so you can be on set and be around it? Game of Thrones. Ooh. You're going to do Game of Thrones? I would do Game of Thrones. Even though you hated it? Even though I hated it. Because I, f- I just feel like uh, it would be fun. Yeah. All of like the scenery and all the uh, things that they got to do. Yeah, yeah, all them naked women. All them naked women. That don't hurt. <laughs> He wants a brothel scene. Cassie's got some beef with Apple Music. We'll chat about it on your next eBuzz on the Bird Show. The Bird Show. They're planning an intervention for their friend because she got engaged to a guy she's known for one month. <laughs> Is this The Bachelor? 30 days. They've known each other for 30 days and they are now engaged. Would you be able to like get engaged to somebody in 30 days? Absolutely not. <laughs> Both like, nope. nope. Depends. Are no we chance. spending every waking moment together? Like, are we trapped yes, in a room you together? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, yeah, you're, I could do it. No, you could not. I'd be like Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> 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 All right, Tommy, do we have Caroline on the line? I did. She just dropped on me. I got to call her. Caroline. Back. Yeah, so uh, this intervention, I'm trying to imagine like what it would be like. You're walking into a room. You see all of your closest friends. You immediately know something's up, mm-hmm. uh-huh. right? Like, and if it's not your birthday, it's obviously not going to be a surprise birthday. But I, my mind would obviously go to worst case scenario. Interventions are the worst idea ever because who has ever walked into a group of five people looking at them with disdain and thought, mm, maybe I should change my course of action? I have always felt like I would genuinely walk in, look around, and walk right back out. Would you? Yes. Yeah, not going to do this to me. No. <laughs> this could have been a group chat. Yeah, I'm out of here. All right. Hold on one second. We're trying to get Caroline on the phone. I think we got her. Maybe. There okay. she is. Ah, Hey, Caroline. Welcome to the Burt Show. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so, girl, tell us what's going on with your friend, and are you really contemplating doing an intervention for her this weekend? Uh, yeah, this is it's just it's so crazy. Um, 
so basically I've got this like really tight friend group and you know one of my best friends she's like one of the most gorgeous people that I've ever met she's super sweet but she's never had any sort of long-term relationship like ever and you know she's the only one in our friend group that's not married or engaged and she's always you know just been having like a bad time with dating like especially with the apps it's just been disastrous um and recently she went on a date with this guy and she was like oh man like he's so amazing like i'm in love and literally the next date that she went on this dude proposes to her and she says yes wait let, let's clarify the, the the very next date yes so there's been one date and then on the second there was a proposal. Yeah, you, you, you heard me right. Yeah. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. So they were, they've known each other for a month, but that was mainly meeting through the app, talking on the app. They went on a date. And then on the second date, he proposed. Exactly. It's like the most insane thing we've ever heard. It's just like, it's crazy. Okay. And, <laughs> and so we're like, dude, girl, like you, this is insane. Like, I know that like, it's hard, but like, Truly, like, you, you can't be serious. And she's like, no, like, we're so serious. Like, you know, he's everything that I've ever wanted. I'm everything that he's ever wanted. And so basically now we're like, we need to do some sort of intervention because she can't be serious. So you've reached like, out to other friends. What, what's the plan? Like, what are, you, what are you hoping to accomplish? And what are you hoping it looks like this weekend? I mean, so we've decided to just go out of town, like have like a little Airbnb and just have like a little girls weekend. Um, and and we're, we're just trying to just make her realize that, look, like this is a mistake. Like this guy's got to be some, some sort of like psychopath. Like there's no one in their right mind would be like, okay, like I want to marry the, the person that I went on a date with last week after only knowing them for a couple of weeks. It's just, it's, it's crazy. So yeah, we're just going to, you know, get her alone and just try to talk, just talk some sense into her. Gotcha. Well, um, somebody did it and it, it actually worked out for the best. There's a success story and they want to share it. Hey, Becky, thanks really? for calling up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so Becky, you did this? I did. Hey, good morning. Yes. So crazy. My husband now of 14 years. Um, he actually had dated a girl for nine years, married her, stayed married for only three months. Then he lived with a girl for seven years, never talked about getting married. They broke up, and he met me on a Thursday, and the next Friday we got married, and we've been married for 14 years. And what? it's amazing. Oh wow. Yeah, so, Caroline, I'm not talking about a successful intervention story. I'm talking about a successful got engaged and married right when they met story. Wow. Uh, look, I, I feel like that's like a, a, a dupe. Like, <laughs> I don't know if my friend's going to be this lucky. Truly, this guy is just insane. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm so happy for you guys, but I just. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? <laughs> well, you're... No, truly, that's, that's an amazing success story. But I, I just, I don't know about rare. my friend. Rare. Yeah, it's mm. like, that is very, very rare. This one Different is probably time. a little more common. Hey, Krista, uh, thanks for joining the conversation. Go ahead and share your story. My baby daddy married a woman last year that he had known for three weeks, and they are currently divorcing. Within a year. Yes. See, 
That sounds more like that, it. That seems yeah. more, yeah, that uh-huh. seems more likely. Um, all right, so, in, yeah, Mo? My question is, I understand the want to have an intervention completely. If I were in your shoes, I would want to do the same thing. But do you really think if she is already at this point of wanting to marry this man in this situation, though it makes zero sense, that an intervention is actually going to change anything? You know, I I would hope so. I mean, we've known her since college. You know, we've been friends for over 15 years now. I would hope that she has more faith and trust in us than someone that she's known for a month. Okay. Well, we're going to end on a positive here. All right, Caroline. But it's not a positive for you. It's a positive for your friend. Michelle? Hey there. Hey. Yeah, so my parents got engaged on their second date. They were married six months later, and they just celebrated their 42nd wedding anniversary. Wow. Wow. So congratulations, Michelle. That is an amazing story. So, um, Caroline, we've heard not one but two success success stories. So, hey, you never know, girl. Yeah, you know, look, I... Clearly, I, I don't know know much. <laughs> you know? Why are we turning Caroline into the bad guy? She's very reasonable. Right? <laughs> She's being very reasonable. All right, well, listen, Caroline, good luck with the intervention this weekend. And please um, hit us back up and let us know how everything went, okay? I definitely will. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. Good luck. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Who thought that we'd not give it on one but two success stories? Yeah, I didn't see that coming. To be fair, that one was 42 years ago, and I feel like things were just different back then. Just a, just a little bit. You just w- sat next to some dude in algebra, and you chose him. You stuck it out. <laughs> you just stuck it out. <laughs> the Burt Show. All right, Mo, it is decision time, baby. Go ahead and tell everybody the dilemma you found yourself in. <laughs> All right, the dilemma. All right, uh, so... I was speaking to having been single for quite a while Mm -hmm. and now trying to navigate my way through being in a relationship. And I have learned very quickly that you have to make some sacrifices. And there are going to be times when you pretty much have to find a way to meet in the middle. And in this case... You do that a lot because you guys are long distance as well. Absolutely. And so in in this case, um, I feel like I am in debt to her because there have been a couple of events where I wasn't able to make it. Due to prior obligations. And, and she was cool about it? She was very cool about it. Yeah. Like, to the point where I, I took note of that. And I'm like, if it comes if it comes up again, I have to be the one to make the sacrifice. Because mm-hmm. she just didn't give me any heat about not being able to show up for her as often as I would want to. And I think it's important to note that within the year and some change now that we have been seeing each other, um, I've met her family but I haven't been around her friends, so she hasn't had the opportunity to introduce me to her friends because of the distance mm-hmm. and our schedules. And so this event comes up, and funny enough... What kind of event is it again? It's a baby shower. Aww. Which, men, we, we know, that's your all's His jam. Historically, I mean, favorite I mean, event. I can't think of anything I'd rather do, Abby. I Nothing mean, more. Super Bowl, baby shower. <laughs> baby shower all day, every day. Right. <laughs> and so... She uh, <laughs> the, the way I found out that the baby shower was happening was I, I looked down on my phone one day and it's it basically had a day blocked off and I didn't even know why. And that, that, that's literally how I found out. She sent you a Google invite? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I texted her and said, what, exa- why exactly do I have to be available on this day? And because of her best friend having a baby shower. And it just happens to be Saturday, which is also Tomorrow. the same day, yes, as the biggest fight of the year. Featuring Canelo, who is 
the most famous boxer in the world at this point. And I'm very big on traveling, and I'm very big on sporting events. And for me, there's nothing better than combining the two. So and you I love boxing too. I love boxing, and I admit my friend does as well. And it's kind of our thing. And this is actually the first time that we are going, where well, we were going together to see a big time fight in person in Vegas, ticket purchased. And I thought I would get out of it by telling her that I had already purchased the ticket. Because what what am I going to do now? But it just so happens that in me telling my friend that I had this dilemma, I thought he would have my back and say, nah, bro, we already bought the tickets. We got to go. But he said, actually, I know someone else would be willing to buy that ticket off you. No problem. So I'm like, that's not helping. Thank you, bro. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. <laughs> and so I find myself in this dilemma of do I go to the fight because it was somewhat already planned or do I sacrifice and do what I believe is the right thing to do within my relationship? And you had, you told her about the fight, right? I did. And this time her response was? She wasn't mad. She was like, I completely understand. And I believe her exact words were, I think you should do whatever you feel like is important to you. <laughs> that is, that is that's a, you realize Man. that's a test. That w- I feel like it would have been easier to deal with if she would have just said, you better come with me. That <laughs> but to say like, oh, no worries. Well, do whatever's important to you. Yeah. The ultimate setup. It, it, well, yeah, and I mean, I kind of appreciate it because she's not mincing words here. She's saying, whatever you choose, I now know in our relationship what is most important to you. So if you choose <laughs> to go to Vegas and watch this fight, that's what's most important to you. If you choose to come with me, and I said this the other day, uh-huh. it's not about the baby shower. Because you know, and, and let's be, even as a woman, like baby showers. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's not about the baby shower. It's about the fact that you're meeting her friends for the first time and you're presenting yourself as a couple, as a united unit. I do empathize with you, though, because if I had a trip to New York or Miami planned with all of my girls. To see Taylor Swift. To see Taylor Swift or something uh-huh. like that. And this man sends me a Google invite to say, you better be here this weekend. I would feel that to me as a woman, I would feel controlled by that. And so I I feel like, I don't know, I, I kind of feel like you should go to Vegas because I, I think if the roles were reversed, we would be looking at this in a different light. Which came first? It, was it the, the Google invite or you purchasing the ticket to the, to the fight? The funny thing is they came at around the same time to the point where I genuinely can't remember okay. which one came first. But I'm pretty sure... I saw the invite and didn't pay a lot of attention to it. Yeah. Uh, you know ne- what I mean? Never, never mind. Now I feel uh-huh. differently. <laughs> but, but, Mo, didn't something else come first before both of those what? that we talked about yesterday? I'm lost. The reason there's a third thing? Yes, I'm getting to that. So, the plot thickens. And in her defense... She did actually try to find a way for me to do both, mm. which I really appreciated. She genuinely tried to set me up on a flight that would get me from the baby shower to the fight, which made me believe that I should choose her even more. Mm-hmm. So right when I thought the dilemma was hard enough, um, I came into the studio yesterday to record my podcast in a moment. And Bert was here doing the interview for Dolly Parton. And when he was walking out, he was like, all right, dude, I see you Sunday. I said, no, you won't. Why would, you, why would you see me Sunday? He said, because we got the reunion. The Birch Pig Adventure reunion. I told you I'm really bad with this calendar thing. Maurice. So I don't know if I can do either one. So I'm in the doghouse already, and I haven't even made a decision because I told her I have to be back Sunday now. <laughs> and I don't know if I can pull off being back Sunday and actually make it to the baby shower. 
And so now I think she's under the belief that I like did this on purpose. <laughs> when I genuinely did just forget. And looking at the reunion email, we got that months ago. I think that was before both. Oh, I, easily, because they, they, they send those super, super early. So now, to this moment, it is Friday. Mm-hmm. This is happening tomorrow. It is. Both, the baby shower and the fight. I still have to figure out if I can go to either one and still be back in time for the reunion. Okay. So I still, to this moment, don't know what I'm doing. You gonna don't do. know what you're doing, and it's I, less than 24 hours away? I have no idea. Like, when you need to hop a flight and go somewhere? I literally need to leave work and figure out if there is a flight that I can get back on time to make it on Sunday. And if not, obviously, I can't go to either one. You're leaving us hanging. I thought we were getting an answer today, damn it. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. I thought I would have an answer by Friday, but unfortunately, I still don't know what I'm going to do now because that 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 thickened the plot. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, a little bit. All right, well, we'll just be watching your Insta stories to see where the hell you end up, man. I will report back Monday. <laughs> it's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. The time has come. She needs a punishment. If she orders from Uber Eats or another food delivery service, she's going to have to face the wrath. I have an addiction and it's gotten really bad. It's just spiraled out of control because it's so easy to like, and it's such a time saver to just order food. Mm -hmm. I'd rather get sleep in the morning than spend an extra 30 plus minutes making a meal and eating it, which is not healthy for my bank account or for me. and so I, I need to quit. But I've tried this before. I've deleted the app and I find ways around it. I would start using DoorDash or somebody else's account. So that doesn't work. Um, so I just, I need to be accountable. The month of October, I am absolutely not going to use Uber Eats for or DoorDash or any of them for any meal. And I mean it because it is bleeding me dry. Okay. So I have come up with an idea and I'm going to run it past you guys. Obviously, you have to agree to it because this is your punishment. But my idea is, in the month of October, if you do any of those, if you order any of those, you need to tally up what you have spent so far in 2023 <laughs> on Uber Eats, all of them. You have to tally it up, and whatever that total comes to, you have to donate to Burt's Big Adventure. We couldn't just put her in another adult diaper? <laughs> Because that's wow. where you're, you're getting hurt in the wallet, right? Yeah, yeah. You're getting hurt in the wallet. So if that's what, if, 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 if that's why you want to quit this, because it's not being financially, fiscally responsible, then if you order any of that in the month of October, you have to add up everything you've spent so far in 2023 and whatever that total is, you make a donation to Burt's Big Adventure. Oh my God, that's going to be so, I, I don't even know what the totals are because I'm afraid to look like that's how it is. Have you ever had a credit card where you're just like, I don't want to check it because mm-hmm. I or your bank mm-hmm. account. Absolutely. I'm like, I don't want to look because I know it's going to be bad, but I need to suck it up. That's what we're at. I mean, Tommy asked me how many times I order. And I think for the past two months, it was like 25 to 27 times a month. Yes. Wow. It's, yes. I told you it was bad. It's, it's bad. All right. So is that, is that a viable option? That is a good point. That would be enough to keep me. It is It is good because if I fail, it benefits the kids. Uh And I will be able to fund their trip to Disney next year. (laughs) But what I want you to do now, if you're willing to do this, are you willing to come in Monday with the total and let us know what you would have to donate to Burt's Big Adventure if you order off of a food delivery app in the month of October? No, okay. because part of the punishment would be sharing okay. the total. Okay. I am willing to add it up and put it in a sealed envelope and give it to Tommy. Okay. I'll be willing to do that, but I'm very embarrassed by gotcha. the amount that I have spent on it. So I think for me, donating to the kids is not the punishment because that would make me be happy. Uh-huh. It's sharing publicly okay. what 
the total is. <laughs> that would be the punishment. Gotcha. All right. So is that the punishment? I, th- I think it mm-hmm. works. That's good. Shake on it. Oh, God. Oh, oh, shooketh. I feel like Ariel giving up her voice to <laughs> Ursula. I want this, though. All right. So for the month of October. And that also means whenever Rebecca or somebody sends an order, you can't partake. I know. Yes. No loopholes. No loopholes. Old Cassie would have been like, DoorDash is a loophole. Well, Rebecca placed the orders, no. not me. It's no, a loophole. Uh-uh. No loopholes. Now, I will say... If I want to go out for a meal with my husband or so, or with the fam, that's different. Totally so different. So, like, being very clear, it's about the the convenience of eating. Yes, it's that app. It's those surcharges. It's the delivery fees. It's all of that. That's solely what we're focused on. But here's the deal. Like, you're, we're going by the honor system here. Yeah, I, I know. And uh, I wanted this. I yes. brought it to the table. I asked for accountability. I feel like Jesse and Save the Be- by the Bell, where she's like, I'm so excited, but I'm so scared. I am going to regret this on Monday, 100% when you see me dragging honor system. And I will be happy. You know what? I'll do this. Mm-hmm. At the end of the month, I will show you my Uber Eats orders account, and then you can see if there are any orders p- placed in October. Brilliant. All right. Oh, God. If I were you, I would ask for there to be a new group text for Uber Eats like, at work, because no. that is going to be too tempting. I need to, I need the temptation. No, you do not. We're going to take you out the text. We're taking you out the group chat. And then I feel like I'm not loved. <laughs> <laughs> we're all looking at your phone. She's like, what are you guys looking at? Nothing. Nothing. Like, Nothing. Did you want to get Chick-fil-A today? <laughs> all right, so Abby, literally everything that could go wrong went wrong leading up to your live podcast taping Uh, at Five Church in Midtown? Oh, God, yeah. And y'all know I'm a catastrophizer. Mm -hmm. So when I was planning this event, my live podcast that was last weekend, I really was trying to go in with a positive mindset. This is how I know things are starting to go wrong because, or going to go wrong because I know the moment I start thinking positive things, the universe is going to be like, ha ha, sucka. Let me show you all the things that could go wrong with this event. So I start planning the event probably in like July or like late June. And I contacted somebody who was going to co-host it with me and um, we had been sort of like loosely planning like the topics that we were going to talk about and everything, you know, was fine. And then about two weeks before that person pulled out of the event. And so two weeks before I was like, well, shoot, who is going to do this? And as we know now, Romeo was kind enough to step up to the plate, but I didn't think Romeo was going to be able to do it at first because he was with his ex when I text when I texted him. <laughs> so I was like, maybe this isn't a breakup story and that doesn't really work considering it's called the breakup breakdown podcast. And then finally, a couple days later, I got the balls and I was also desperate enough to be like, can you come up and like tell your breakup story? And he was nice enough to do that. So then the day of the event comes and me and my mom pull up and literally everything is starting to go to absolute crap. So we were having audio issues. The mic wasn't working. The screen wasn't working. I'm up on stage. I'm like literally talking <laughs> like into both mics, just trying to get any kind of sound out. And I'm just stand- standing there like a little drunk on an Aperol spritz. <laughs> telling myself that it's going to be okay. And I'm looking out into the crowd and then all of a sudden somebody in the back row goes, put the mic down, which is the last thing you want to hear when you're up on stage <laughs> with a microphone, <laughs> um, putting yourself out there. It was it was a little difficult to decipher what you were saying because the mic was, they, they had a screen It was mic. like this. It was like talking like this know. and people trying to listen in, into it. And what frustrated me the most about that situation is we, we tested the mics like an hour before and everything was great. Of so course. I'm thinking, of course, like what can go wrong will go wrong. Um, I had brought like oh, I had bought like a big ring light as well that I was like gonna have to take pictures and I that broke and so I had to bring my smaller one so all the photos like were super dark and there was just so much going wrong but I have to say every person that I talked to seemed like they had an amazing time and um, it was really comforting because 
the event to me went well and it was a success, but it was not perfect by any means. And as a perfectionist, like I think that's somewhat healing because I sometimes think like for things to be well, like successful and to go well, they need to be perfect. And that just proved that it wasn't the case and it ended up being fine. Yeah. You survived. I survived. And I might even do another one. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right. Q99.7 and The Burt Show have partnered with Visit Florida to, uh, to thank some of Atlanta's best teachers throughout the school year for all their hard work by giving them a chance to win an epic vacation at Universal Orlando Resort. So each month, one teacher will win a spot to travel with us to Universal Orlando Resort June of next year. So this three-night Florida vacation includes round-trip coach class air uh, transportation, accommodations at Universal Cabana Bay Beach Resort, and admission to both Universal Studios Florida and Universal Islands of Adventure theme parks, uh, plus Universal Volcano Bay Water Theme Park. This month's winner, congratulations to William Coyle. Mr. Coyle, who was nominated by one of their former students' parents, Penny. So Penny nominated Mr. Coyle and said, Mr. Coyle works so hard with his students to make sure that they know that they are worthy. He spends time making sure that his students understand the information that he's giving them. He would call and even wrote recommendation letters for our son after he finished high school and started college. So a big congrats to Mr. Coyle. You can head to Q997Atlanta.com to learn more and also to nominate a teacher or yourself for this epic trip. That's Q997Atlanta.com. The Bird Show.